Live from Beit Shemesh and broadcasted around the world, you are listening to the From Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Nahum Klegman. Interviews and advice from Jewish entrepreneurs from around the world. Listen, learn, be Masliach. Welcome to episode 35 of the From Entrepreneur. Today I am sitting with Azriel Ratz from Ratz Pack Media. Azriel is an awesome and inspiring online marketer. He's at the front of his game. Privileged to have him here on the show. Azriel, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. So just give us a brief, uh, you know, there's so much to talk about, but just give us a brief idea of what Ratz Pack Media, first of all, great name, Ratz thank Pack you. Media. Thank you. I assume Ratz is actually your last name. Yes, that's, it, that, yes. that's real. That's not, uh, not it wasn't like Ratzburg and you put no. it down to rats. No. So tell us a little bit about Rats Pack Media just to get us uh, going. So before I start talking about the company itself, I have been in online marketing for four years. And in July, I started my own business, July 1st. And right now it's just me and a videographer, <laughs> which we can talk about later. And, and what we focus on is online advertising. So we're doing Facebook ads, Google ads, and email marketing for clients. Okay, That's, excellent. Mm-hmm. So let's go a little bit into just, uh, I always like to go into the person's background, find out where they're from, uh, what schoolings they went to, you know, and then uh, we'll, we'll dig in deeper. We have a, a lot to cover. So so tell me about, so where'd you grow up? Where are you from? I mean, we're sitting here in Ramapay Chemish now. So how'd you get from wherever you came from to over here? So I'm actually originally from Woodmere, New York. Five, from the five it. towns. Yep. And I went to Hafter all, my entire life from the time I was five till... Is David Beitler still there? Was he there when you were there? He he was he left before me, but my brother was very close with him, so... Oh, okay. Do, he's a North Shore Hank. I don't remember, but they I were very I close. Thought, I haven't thought about him in years, <laughs> but he was an old Navay guy, so... Yeah, so he so um, I was there from the time I was five till the time I was 17, the entire, <laughs> my entire high school, every year. And then I went to, to Tort Shraga in uh, Bayevagan. Mm-hmm. For a year and a half, with a little break, I went to City College for one semester, and then I went back to Lander College, and I did in four semesters. I finished all of college in four semesters. You finished four years. Yeah. Wow. That Lander mean Toro. Toro. Yeah. What? What would you? What were you majoring in? Uh, um. So it's a degree in math with a focus of actuarial studies. Wow. So you're like a real numbers guy. Yeah. Yeah. So that actually, that's that's actually very important, especially in online marketing, to, in order to you know understand what's working. It's not just about throwing throwing things up there and seeing what sticks, but it's actually, I guess, you'll you'll get into it a little bit. It's a, it's a mathematical game. I actually learned all my marketing from from numbers, from really? analytics. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's amazing. Okay, cool. So, uh, so, so you're from Woodmere, Dominique Kodesh, Young Israel. Young Israel, mm-hmm. and my uh, father was one of the first was a part of the first minion of Ash Kodesh, but then um, we ended up sticking with Fasikin and uh, Young Israel. Went uh-huh. there for seven years. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. I've I've, I've dominated there. Beautiful shul. Yeah, absolutely really beautiful nice. shul. Okay, so and then how'd you? So you went. And then how'd you end up in Eretz Israel? You got so, married, I assume. So I finished college on August seventeenth or eighteenth, two thousand eleven, and I made Aliyah five days later. I was on the plane. I took a test on. Literally five days before I, w- I had my book, my t- my ticket booked, I got on the plane and I came back as a Madrid for two years in Tortraga. Wow! Yeah, and so you made Aliyah officially at that point. So I I wasn't it wasn't officially made. I didn't officially make Aliyah. I was there on like a student visa. Okay, here <laughs> here on, <You're> right. <laughs> on a student visa, and and then I was I was so the first year as a Madrid, I was there full time, and I worked one hour for. A business I we may talk about later, and then in my second year I was there, but I worked four hours a day for this other business. 
What's the business? So the company is called Israel 365, which is actually located. Oh, yeah, so it's located here. Yeah, I know. Right down the street. Yeah. Who's behind that again? So his uh, Rabbi Tully Weiss. Right, Rabbi Tully Weiss. Right. He's so, somebody I want to interview. Tully, if you're uh, listening to this, I got to get you on the show. <laughs> Great guy. Yeah, I've heard such amazing things about him. So we, so he started the business January 1st, 2012. I was, I started February 15th. 2012 with him. <laughs> wow. And the start was a thousand people on an email list and an iPhone app. That, that was, that, that was, was it. The- that was it. I think maybe there were 300 likes on Facebook. That's literally legitimately all that we had. When I left in June, we had 150,000 emails. Wow. And we were sending four daily emails. To that entire list? So, so each person got to choose which email list they were on. Oh, okay. But we were sending 150,000 emails daily, and we were sending approximately another 50,000 to clients on a weekly basis. Wow. So we were sending... I, so I made it the layouts for all those emails, and I... I did all the analytics for those emails. We were sending about 2 million emails a month. That's incredible. And then this is what Israel 365 is obviously a pro-Israel yeah. site. And was the target market like all... Like, Christians. Evangelical oh, Christians. Christians. Oh, evangelical. Yeah. Wow. So, Ted, so Ted Cruz fans or yeah. Trump, I guess. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> um, we could we could talk about politics and. Uh, <laughs> um, but so we had 150,000 people on an email list, 500,000 people on Facebook, and we had about a million page views a month on our website. Wow. So if you wanted to sell to this market... Well, we sold to the market. We were selling about $30,000 a month of Judaica. Oh, Judaica. Is yeah. your own stuff or other people's stuff? So I think now they're moving more. They were they were like making bumper stickers, like simple things that they could print. But most of the stuff that they were selling was art from Israel, Judaica from Israel, menorahs, and working with third party. So how did you grow so fast? You want to give us a couple of those secrets? The secret is yeah. Facebook advertising. Really? You just put a lot of money into that, just so building up I, your... The, so we started my first the i ran the first campaign i want to say like december 2013 Uh, we were running campaigns and we started noticing i found this like this really nice hack which was polls people love answering polls interesting okay so i think that's where twitter kind of realized that they can get a lot of engagement on twitter polls it's Mm -hmm. like 24-hour polls so what we did was one of our very one of our the biggest clients was uh levy american friends of levy which is actually the nonprofit of the idf they're, okay. they're, I was in the army in Levy right. uh, for, for six months. So they are in, they are actually an army unit and they, they have a branch in America. So they grew, I was fan number three on their Facebook page. Right. They, they grew to about 60,000 on Facebook and wow. every single post had over 10,000 impressions. Meaning wow. it was like crazy. Like these people, these people love the Israeli army. Every picture we posted, every article we posted, they, it got like ridiculous engagement. And there was actually one day when I had first realized that polls were working. So I made a poll and, and it got 300 emails because what, the poll was yeah, answer the question. Email. Give us your email to confirm your registration of the of the thing. And in I think I posted at like six o'clock at night here, and something by by ten o'clock at night we had over three hundred emails for free. So we didn't give them anything. We, right. And this is we realized that this was like the true thing that was really working was using Facebook to get engagement. That we were we were getting people to engage, clicking on our links, even if they weren't sharing the link, in which they were. In addition, and it got you know, literally hundreds of thousands of people to come to the website every month. Amazing. And it grew the list. They, they grew their list from 3,000 to 15,000 emails in, in several weeks. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. All right. So I, I don't want, I want to, uh, let's just go back to you just a little bit. So you're here, then you got married at some point. I assume, so I got I married. Your wife, she took my yeah. blood. <laughs> 
So, yeah. So I got married in March 2013. Okay. Coming up, third year engagement um, anniversary in the next few weeks, two Mazda. weeks. Mazda. Thank you. And she actually went to school here. She went to not like college here and she graduated as a nurse and then she became a nurse and now she works in Rome. She, she takes people's blood. She takes people's blood. Okay, so and so, so then when did you so you left Israel three sixty five and then that's Ju- June thirtieth and I started the company July first. Okay, so what what made you leave and what actually I don't mean like what made you leave, but what was it that made you want to start your own company? So that's actually a funny question because the way I see it in Israel is that service providers are just paid less money in Israel in comparison to their counterparts in America. Sure. So just as an example, a nurse in Israel is paid about a fifth of what a nurse in America is paid. Wow. And a social media expert on on even like not an expert, a, a basic level social media person can make as much as 10 times in America what they're making in Israel. So it's meaning because of Israeli clients, you're saying? With, not with even Israeli clients, is like- just if you're working for, meaning if I was living in America today, I would most likely work for another brand and that brand would be paying me around potentially more than 10 times what I'd be making in another brand working here. Wow. Wow. Why do you think that is? It's a long, <laughs> that's, a, that's a definitely well, a long conversation. Well, we, have, we have three hours. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, as far as I see most stuff in Israel, like physical products are about the same price here as they are in America. Okay. And it's just, serve. I, I'm not sure if it's that people don't think that employees are like as worth it or just in the, Israel. The wages here are a lot yeah, lower. The, 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 yeah. And, and the, but that goes across every, anything that's a service, meaning a graphic designer, a guy who makes pizza, a guy who flips burgers, they're just... They just get about a, a fifth less money than someone who works in America. The same person, no matter what the surface service that they're providing is, they are getting about a fifth less. So you decided that if you're so going so on your own, if I'm if I'm anyways only making a fifth less, right. I might as well just start my own company. And even if I only make a fifth of what my counterpart is making in America, I'm still making about the same. So I'd rather work for myself and get paid nothing than work for <laughs> someone else and get paid nothing. Right. I hear that. So how's it been going since you started? So it's this is the eighth month and. At this point, I'm actually making more than I was, and I would be making at another job. Okay, so that's not bad yeah, after eight months. Yeah. Excellent. So, I mean, when when it comes to online marketing, as we, as we said before, it is about the numbers. I get asked people all the time about, you know, should I go on Facebook ads or should I do Google ads? And it seems like, you know, lately I've been telling people and, and the market's been saying, stay away from Google. The money's in Facebook. So I'll, I'll tell you like this. I actually made a video about that, which we could talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. But as far as I see... You don't know what works for you, for your potential clients, I mean, potential customers, unless you are testing in both markets. Because while it's true that you could, you will definitely get a click for less than you will be paying on, on if you're paying for clicks on Facebook as opposed to playing, paying for clicks on Google, at the end of the day, you will be, you will be getting more clicks per dollar on Facebook than you would on Google. But that's not, I, I don't care about clicks. At the end of the day, most businesses care about conversion, paying customers. That's right. what people care about. So I would much rather pay 50 cents for a Google click and then that person, and then let's say I need 100 clicks from Google to get someone to convert, but I need 500 clicks from Facebook to convert. So if I'm paying less, if, if I'm paying more than 10 cents for a click on Facebook, in comparison, I'm not doing better on Facebook because the clicks are not converting. So it's really all about trying out each platform, ad platform, seeing which which one is working best for your client, your customers or clients. And then by doing that, you know which which one is is making the most money? Which one is making the most money? That's what you care about. Which right, one makes line. the most money? And that's really what. So I, I can't tell you which one's better. I would tell you that you. But will it is a numbers get, game. I mean, if you're running, if a client comes to you and says, "Okay, I have, I want to spend a thousand dollars a month on Google. I want to spend a thousand dollars a month on Facebook." You know, 
let's run it for three months, let's say, and then you'll be able to see from the numbers, you'll be able to know how to tweak what's working and how to, uh, you know, both on Facebook and on Google. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So because that's where the chachma comes from. I mean, it's, it's but, but, but getting then it the, down to a science. Yeah, it but the next step, which is really what I think the difference between basic level marketers and expert level marketers are, is you go in the analytics and you really dig in to see what which traffic is the stuff that's bringing you clients. Because, for example, let. I, I was running an ad for a client and everyone's talking about mobile first, mobile first, which is, it's true. Mobile, you should be focusing on mobile in general in the world because that's where people are focused on. But we were seeing that when you got a click from desktop, a person spent 63 seconds on the site. But if they came from mobile, they spent 12 seconds on the site. Wow. So I would much rather spend my money to get someone on desktop because they're spending more time on the website. Sure. So if you're not looking at the data... And that's just basic. I'm not even talking about like advanced data. I'm talking. I'm talking about the most basic data. Like when the person comes to their site, what are they doing on your site? How long are they spending on the site? What are they? Are they then clicking around on the on your site? Because if they come and leave, your click was totally worthless to you. Sure. So it's really about op- landing page optimization and then digging into the analytics and really like examining what's working, what's not working, and tweak the website accordingly, tweak the ads accordingly, and and that's really what what I think is the difference between someone who has no idea what they're doing and just spending money on Facebook and hoping that it's going to do stuff, and t- a person who spent. You you know, I've done four years of, of Facebook ads and Google ads. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's very interesting. How long would you say a campaign uh, needs to go in order to really get it down to see what's working, what's not? A month, two months, three so months? So I think you... My hope is that if you're running an ad, an ad campaign correctly, you should be seeing money coming in at the end of the third month. Okay. So it so, takes the time to so, really tweak so, it and find out what's right. working. And that, I mean, that's something that you do that your company mm-hmm. does is yeah. to help tweak and to help... So create... create the ads, monitor the ads, tweak the ads, exa- like analyze the ads, and then give feedback on, well, we were hoping for people to click, but that wasn't working, so maybe we should try a lead ad, a Facebook lead ad, which is an- another type of ad you could run, or maybe it's worth you know switching to sending people to a different landing page or trying a different ad or trying a different audience or or trying you know a different platform to at maybe linkedin is the right place to be advertising and really that's that's what we're examining is is where i don't want you to spend money if you're not making money that's that's the the bottom right. line well it's, i guess if, if if they're making money you're making money and they right. keep going with you right. and that's right. uh, really what it's about mm-hmm. Are you seeing a change in market in terms of, of where people are spending their money? Is people are people like you know? Do people spend more money on LinkedIn? Are they spending it mostly on Facebook? So as far as any social media platform, Facebook by far has the greatest advertising platform. Like Twitter is. I, I was just I was at a conference last week. They they were talking about how Twitter ads are like light years behind what Facebook is giving you. Meaning you're going to be paying for in terms of a, targeting or a, so even forget target. Even if you could do the same targeting, you're paying like three dollars a click on on, on, on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, it's wow. like Why? so. It's just I they they just overpriced every. If they were to to to, to like give you 70% off your ads, maybe you'd get the same out of, out of it as Facebook. But like, there's so much more expensive and the advertising and the, the targeting isn't as good because they know less about people sure. than, than they know on Facebook. And because there's just such a, a difference between, you know, how how grown the platform, the ad platform is, like, it's just like, you're basically wasting your money on Twitter ads as far as I've seen. And, okay, so you wouldn't suggest right. anybody... Uh, yeah. So that's why I would say for most businesses, like, unless you have over $10 million spending budget a year, you right. should probably not be spending it anywhere except Facebook ads and, you know, your local, like, newspaper if that was like if you were like a really local business then putting it in like newsletters and and magazines in your local business which is not a dead market which is a conversation for another time as well that's basically because at the end of the day like 
you only have a certain amount of money and you want that money to go the farthest it can. Sure. And the targeting on Facebook is just so much better than anywhere else on the internet. Even Google, just because, uh, just like a straight example, like I sell jerseys. I sell, you know, sports jerseys, right? Right. So if someone types in the word jersey into Google, I would, maybe I'd want to target that word. It would be really stupid of me because maybe they're talking about New Jersey. They type right. the word New Jersey and there, you know, I'm sure there's a million people that search the word New Jersey every year, but I'm sure. targeting the word Jersey and I've just spent however much money to get Google to show my ad to sell my jerseys online. Right. And so if you're not, if you're not really focused, which is another thing about Google ads is that if you're not really focused on what the people are that you want to buy, that you want to actually buy your product are searching, you're going to be spending money on words that aren't helpful, which is why I really like Facebook because you could target target those exact people you, you don't it's not like a surprise like right. like you're you know targeting you're people from your website you're targeting people from your email list you're targeting lookalike campaigns and those groups of people are people who have shown interest they're not people who typed in like i want to see a picture of lebron james jersey right, right. which they have no interest in buying i mean maybe the hope is that they will then go and buy that jersey but it, it wasn't what they were looking for now they weren't looking to buy that product now so it doesn't mm-hmm. really help you on google although you know as you said before it could be that on google when someone's searching for a product the, you know, even though you may be paying more, the conversions may be higher because someone's actually looking for it. Right. Whereas Facebook, it's more of a, uh, a push than a pull. Mm-hmm. Correct. So that's why I think it's my, this video is actually coming out this week <laughs> about the difference between Google ads and Facebook ads is that Google ads, if you're doing the right keywords, meaning if you were to use keywords like how much is this barbecue and then you had an ad that targeted that exact list like keyword string that would be a very good sell to try to actually sell someone a barbecue. But on right. Facebook, just because the person's interested in barbecues doesn't mean that they're buying your $396 barbecue today. Right, right. So that's really the difference between how you advertise on those platforms. And do you suggest, do you think it's important to buy likes uh, still? Absolutely or not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Money. I, in my opinion, the, the last thing you should ever do for your business is buy likes on Facebook because if you, let's just say this, if you're spending money on ads anyways because your reach is only three percent of your audience so you're anyway spending money on ads so why in the world would you spend money to get people to like your page if you still have to pay to get them to see the posts anyways meaning you could target those people the same way whether or not they've liked your page and if they if they really like your content because they saw your article or you gave them a webinar or you did something with them they're going to like your page without you asking it so i'd rather spend money on website clicks and then get the residual likes because the person enjoyed my content Mm -hmm. and those likes are going to do much better for you in the long run than someone you paid to convince them to click the like button and they got no value from you. Right. So it's about value. It's about giving right. value. So you mentioned a couple times already, and let's dig into this about video and video strategy. Mm-hmm. You're, tell us about, I, I see that you're doing a lot of video now. You mentioned you have some videos coming out. Mm-hmm. You already have done videos. Yes. So what do you do with video and why are you doing it with video and why should or shouldn't people do get into Yeah, uh, absolutely. Video? So I started videoing, recording January 2nd this year. And I've come you're out. Very into numbers, you know yes, your dates, you know your numbers. Yes, yes absolutely. Um, <laughs> so you're somebody I would trust in my campaigns. <laughs> so I started January. Do you like 2nd. read Google Analytics like for fun? Do, you just, like, Do I read? <laughs> I I actually spend. I mean, for for me, I I want an, I want my customers and my subscribers to have the greatest experience they can have whenever they come anywhere. Uh-huh. Right. So if you tell me that if I see on Facebook Analytics or Google Analytics that someone really likes a specific type of article, I'll write more of those articles. If someone Mm -hmm. likes a type of video, I'll make more of those videos because I can never know unless I ask. 
And the right. only way to ask this these days is to see data. So I just sit there, look at data. And and I was actually just came from a client meeting like 10 minutes ago. I was just at a client meeting. I was, ta- I was talking to him about using Google Analytics to understand the flow of how people use your website. Because maybe you created the website in a way without you knowing it that you're sending people to a page that you don't even want them to go to. Which hmm. is actually what he saw. He saw they were, he was sending a ton of traffic to his about page when really what he wanted people to do was come to his product page. And the reason was because in his top menu bar, the about page was the second click and the product was the fourth click. So now because we saw this data in Google Analytics, we're going to, to move the product pa- page to be the second after home the home button. Interesting. Um, because of seeing what we saw in Google Analytics, that's that's how we... That's how it works. That's yeah. it. And you'll, you'll, you'll instantly see yeah. a, uh, a mm-hmm. change. Okay, so going back to video, so let's go. Yeah, so, so as far as I'm concerned... People like connecting with you and people like seeing who you are. So as someone who wants to do as much business as possible in America, because again, someone is paid five to 10 times more if you're working with American clients, I cannot physically sit there in a room with them and shake their hand. It's impossible. I cannot, there, there is just no way unless, you know, someone wants to like hand me several hundred thousand dollars to travel to America every three weeks. Right. I, I just cannot be there. But I noticed that making a video where I'm looking straight into their, into the eyes of the person watching the video, the connection that I create by doing that is something that I can never do with audio or, or blog. Okay. So I will tell you that that is actually the re, the only reason why I started doing vlog, vlog, what do I call it? Vlogging. Um, vlogging. Now, I haven't heard that term. <laughs> Since uh, 2008, <laughs> it's still done. I it's, people call it vlogging. Yeah, it's still still? Cute. Yes, video people, yeah, vlogging for yeah, those uh, yeah. that are listening. Yeah, I mean, there's a guy on YouTube now, Casey Neistat, who does a daily vlog. He grew to two million followers in the last less than a year. Two million, less two than million a year. in less than a year because he's make, every single day he makes a video every single day, and and he was just loaned to the Oscars. If that <laughs> <laughs> he was loaned to the Oscars by Samsung to make a three three sixty video with their camera to show how good the quality is. He was flown in from New York to, because of how how large his YouTube following was. Wow. Yeah. So your so your video strategy is in order to reconnect so, so, with so, customers. So so as that is my so my business goal for for videos is not to find new people because I haven't yet spent money on advertising, which I do plan to do in the next few months. I want to spend money on Facebook ads, targeting people with the videos. But my my the initial reason to make the videos was to get the people who've already heard of me to go and say, wow, this guy really knows his stuff. Let me email him. And forget like making them a client. I want them to email me and say, well, it's great stuff. Can we talk? That's mm-hmm. all I want from it. So I will tell you that out of my like six clients I have now, four of them only ended up pulling the trigger to contact me because they saw the videos. In fact, I would ask you, wow. when you met my wife yes. and you talked to her about what I do, would you have invited me on this podcast if you had not seen the videos? Mm, probably not. Right. So <laughs> that's, I got on this podcast because I made those videos. Right. And, and now that's everyone- That intrigued me because right. I saw you were doing it and I read about how you're, you're trying to do a video, I don't know, five, five times, times a week. Five times a week. So I've already made 50 videos. Since January second, we're talking about it's March. I've already made fifty videos since. Wow! March. So how how what are the videos about, and like generally how long are they? So secret here, I, I record all five videos on Tuesdays. Every Tuesday, I record it for about an hour and a half. And you go into a studio. You so have a place set up yourself. So um, it's my videographer. We do it in his in his house. We're mm-hmm. trying to look for new, new new locations, but as of now, we're doing it in his house, and we record straight five videos in about an hour and a half. We're getting how long is each video? So the videos can be. 
anywhere from two to seven minutes. Okay, so you keep it short. Yeah, I try to keep it in the four to six minute range because I've seen from data that those are the best performing Facebook videos. Okay, so part of your strategy is actually... I I actually don't send any traffic to YouTube. I mean, I put the videos up on YouTube in hopes that people find it, which I I think I've gotten like 1,100 views on YouTube, but I'm totally not interested in the views from YouTube because the algorithm on YouTube doesn't help me unless I have like a million views. But on Facebook, if one person watches the video, then the next day when I post an article, Facebook's going to say, whoa, that person sat and watched the video for three minutes, however long they watched it for. Let me show them this article from, from this person. Oh, is that true? Someone, yes. Oh, see, that's, in, so that's if very you, interesting if to me. If you interact with any post of mine that has to do with rat, the page Raspack Media, Raspack Media gets a brownie point on Facebook for any future posts that you might be interested in. So if you watch the video, the, tra- the chances are that tomorrow you will see that video and the next day you'll see the video and the next day you'll see the video. So my entire marketing plan right now is get people to sit and watch the first 30 seconds of the video. That's all I'm asking for. Facebook counts it as a view for in three seconds. So if you sit for three seconds, Facebook already has given me some sort of like power to get in front of you the next time. Interesting. Whether if it's a link to a website or another yeah, yeah, article or yeah, anything else. Anything. So, so if, great strategy. So, so I will tell you that when I started these these I have I have not I've yet to spend a single dollar on Facebook ads for myself, which I'm hoping to do like May, June time. Right. But I went from forty likes to hundred and eighty likes on Facebook and every video I post every single day gets about three hundred views. We're talking about I'm being seen by almost double the number of people that actually like my page without spending a single penny on ads. Wow. And what type of topics do you cover? Like, what are some of the videos you've so done? So I try to, t- to cover anything online marketing. Legit, like, legitimately... Yeah, you already did 50. I mean, you've done 50 videos. How I, do you I come ha- up coming up with topics? You- um, I, I actually... This week, I walked into the into the his, this guy's house and I said, "I have nothing to talk about." Okay, let's go. <laughs> this week is what's coming out. This week is I'm making the first video is about the difference between Facebook and Google Ads, which we actually talked about here. And then the next four videos are how to target correctly on Facebook to get to make sure that you, every penny you spend is going to people that might actually be interested in your product. Next week, for however many videos it ends up being, I'm hoping to talk about what type of content to actually put in your ads. And then the next week, I'm hoping to put what type of content should be on the landing pages. So as far as you're giving away free good free, content. Yes, yes. That I spent four years testing learning and learning. And yeah, and, and spending, we, I've probably spent over about half a million dollars now on, on Facebook and Google ads. Right. And testing, without exaggeration, over 100,000 ads. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. Let's talk a little bit about email marketing. I always hear that that email is really the key to any success. Yes. Yes. I've actually heard a lot of people say that that email is dead. And I talk to them and I say, what the heck are you talking about? Right. Because as we said before, a good Facebook page, you're hoping for about 5% interaction with the people that like your page. Mm -hmm. On email, you're expecting it's expected that you'll have over 17% open rate, meaning that person will see your logo and whatever you put in the top of your email, whether or not they click. I, I, I don't want to brag, but my, my open rate on my email list is about 36%. Wow. wow. Is from, it from entrepreneur email list? Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, so thank I, you. I, thank you, fam. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just average wise, if you're ever, every, let's say for every thousand people you get on Facebook, you're getting seen by 30. And for every thousand on, did I do that number right? Yes. 3%. Yes. <laughs> and for every thousand on your email list, you're getting seen by 170. On average, I'm talking about, uh, you could have an app, you could have a list that has, that has 50, 60. I actually heard of someone who has an app that they send an email right as you're downloading the app, which I think is pretty stupid because you just got the person into the app and now you're sending them to their email address, but right. what could you do? And it had an 86% open rate on that first email. Wow. So 
and, and because they've convinced you to open the email. I mean, strategy is, is something else because sure. you just got them into the app and you're sending them to, to read the email. But like that's you, you could actually get conversion, like open rates of, of 60 plus percent if, you, if you're targeting correctly. So to consider like Facebook will never be seen by more than 30, like you'll never get more than 30% in your wildest dreams of your audience, sure. but it is very doable on email marketing. So what are some tricks uh, and tools for email marketing? What do you yeah. use? So How do you get people to put in their emails? So we talked about before, polls. I'm, <laughs> right, right. Um, so, but if you're not doing polls, because I was, we were able to do polls because it was a news website. So we were able to, to talk about news. Like we were, the, the company that I was working with, they were very much talking about Israeli things going on in Israel sure. at the time. So if you're not news and you're not posting seven times, I think they're up to like 12 times a day now on Facebook. Wow. That's what they're doing now, which they should probably be more. I mean, Huffington Post is posting 53 times a day on Facebook. BuzzFeed wow. is something like uh, at least 30 and um, Upworthy is also over 10 every day. Wow. So there is, if you are creating, if you're creating or curating content uh, for Facebook, you could be posting 30 times a and day. You're not, should you not be worried about upsetting your your viewers or your I would, list? Or? I would say that the likelihood of you giving people content that is valuable to them and them saying, what are you doing? Why are you in my newsfeed is very unlikely because you're giving them value. I'm saying you're help. You're- I always try to, I post like, you know, maybe once on my personal Facebook page, uh, I po- you know, I post at least once a day, maybe sometimes twice a day, but I try to be very selective because I don't want people to say, oh, another post, another post, even though I think it's pretty good content. Right. right. So, so if, if you truly understand your users and what they want and you're giving them what they want on a normal basis, I want to get 100 posts a day from you if, if all your content is Interesting. good. Interesting. Okay. So it's really about truly understanding what your users want. If your users only want one post a day, do not post two times a day because that's all they want. They only want to hear from you once a day. Imagine if I posted seven videos a day. People are already telling me that five is too much a week. If I posted seven times a, a day of different video, people wouldn't be able to to watch that many videos right. in the day. So it's really about understanding. You know, it's funny because that's uh, just a uh, break in here. That's why, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, Seth Godin. Yeah. And, you know, I was in his email list for about, Five, six, seven years. Wow. But I just got so frustrated. I couldn't. He he would he sends out an email every single day. Yeah, and I just couldn't keep up with him anymore. Yeah. So I, I had to unsubscribe because I, <laughs> it was killing me that I wasn't reading them because right. they were so good. And then mm-hmm. you know, but it was I just couldn't stand seeing the emails come in every day. I just didn't have time to read them. But. Right. So it's really about. So we can talk about Seth Godin later. But it's really about truly understanding what you're. And this is also true for email marketing. If if you send an email newsletter and the entire email newsletter is is just stuff about you and your business, I will not open the third email. Mm-hmm. That's it. So you'll actually see a trend where the first email that you ever send to your people has like, I've seen like 75% open rate. The second one has like 45% open rate. And the third one has like 12. That means you're doing something wrong. Because the person opened your email, they gave you a shot. They said, I really like this guy. I, you convinced me to sign up. You gave me an ebook. You gave me a coupon, a discount. You you gave me some sort of thing. I gave you my email address. I trusted you. Now you got them on their email list and you gave them an article. And the article said, learn about this my marketing thing that I'm going to try to sell you with. And you're like, well, this is really stupid because that's not why I signed up. I wanted more cool stuff that you were offering that you right. promised. I wanted cool stuff. And then the second email, again, you try to sell them your pair of shoes, you know? Right. And now the third by the third email, they're like, well, if he tried to sell me time one and he tried to sell me time two, he's uh, probably going to try to sell me time three. Time. So I'm already done. That's it. Wow. I'm finished. So a lot of people are all focused on the first email. I'm way more focused on about the fifth or sixth email because if people are still opening on day six, it means they're doing something right. Right. So it's about, it's again, it's going back to that. It's about giving value, mm-hmm. giving, giving good value, mm-hmm. building the trust, building the relationship. And, uh, you know, 
once they once they see, and I think that's like uh, we spoke before this interview a little bit about uh, Gary Vaynerchuk mm-hmm. and his method of jab, 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 right hook, mm-hmm. right, just give, 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 and then when you ask for something, it's okay because right. people understand right. that you're in business, got to make some money. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's very big into uh, just creating. I'm a, I'm value. a very, very big fan of Gary V and anyone. <laughs> I'm actually part of a Facebook group called the, the the Book Squad, which is trying to get people. He's coming out with a new book in less than one week from today, <laughs> on the eighth. Right. On the eighth, it was six days from today, and I, I mean, I mean, like, I highly recommend. He's actually manipulated the system because he understands people so well, so incredibly well that how do, like, how do you know what people want? You ask them to ask you questions. He literally made a book on every question everyone's ever asked him. It's right. five hundred pages long with every question that anyone's asked in the last three years. That's what he did, and then people are asking now, "But if I already watched the videos, why do I need the book?" So he said, "Well, I re-answered all the questions in the book, and then he re-re-answered all the questions in the audiobook. Meaning, you're getting three totally different perspectives by watching the video, by reading the book, and by by listening, listening to, the to the audiobook, which I I'm planning to do all three of those things, right? Because he's totally understands that you need to provide people with what they want. So let them ask you, and then you get to give it to them. Right. It, that's it. That's that's what he's been doing. He's he's just been answering people's questions for the last three years. That, that's what he's. And now right. he's able ask, to come out uh, with a ask Gary V. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, he's 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 a genius. He's yeah. a genius. I do wish um you know uh, his language was a little yes, less provocative, yes, but yes. Uh, he admits he has a problem. He he he's admitted he's a, a Jewish few guy. T- yes, he's a, yeah. He's, I mean, our grandpa- our grandmothers are from the same uh, place, Belarus, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know we both grew up in North Jersey. Mm-hmm. And uh, we both used he's to sell actually from Belarus. He, he only moved there when he was seven. I'm saying he moved from right, there. From Belarus. And, and we both used to sell baseball cards at trade shows oh, back, wow. you know, wow. 20 years ago. I, mean, I remember he was once talking about he was selling in Persephone, a Persephone uh, mm-hmm. Hotel. And I was like, I used to go to those same <laughs> I may have seen him because we used to go to the same baseball wow. card shows at the same time mm-hmm. selling uh, yeah, back so then. So he's, but, I mean, of all people, I think he truly. He's got to come from. We got we to convert. Yeah, him. Gotta, know, I, I mean, one of his, one of his daily vlogs, he talked about going to someone's shiva. That's what he was talking about. In this last one that came out yesterday, he said that someone asked him, would you fly to Israel for the book launch? Oh. And, they, and he said, so what's the offer? They said four. So I assume that means like 4,000 books. Someone's willing to buy. I don't know who it is. If you're, if you're in Israel and you, and you contacted Gary <laughs> Vee, uh, maybe we could figure out how to get more than 4,000 books ordered in this country so that he'll come and fly here. He's been here before. He, yeah, I think he's, yeah. he's spoken here before. But maybe we can get him in the next month, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. But I think of all people, he even says about himself, he truly understands. And that's why I actually really like the, I mean, of, of course, if you're, if you're uncomfortable with the cursing, then it's a bit hard to watch what he yeah, has to say. I, but, I've stopped but, uh, the videos and just uh, the, yeah. because of that. This right. Is, uh, so I'll tell you that the thing I enjoy the most about what he does is that when he sees people in the street, he's like, you're, watch, you're, you're watching a video of him literally just walk down the street and meet people. Right? There are parts where he, like, he, meets, he goes into a meeting and you see, and he like, looks into people's eyes and he shakes their hand and he smiles. And, and his, he's, like, you could see that he's actually listening. And, and just like these, these mannerisms that he has, mannerisms, mannerisms, is that a word? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that you see that he's truly like, like he's, he's interacting with you. He understands you. Like someone actually said that they, he was on their podcast and that at the end of the podcast, he like, gave her a kiss. Oh really? Right, because he's like he's so connects he like connects with people very easily. So he truly understands. He says he doesn't read. He never reads any book. He doesn't read any books. All he does is read what his followers say, and he'll to the to the to the point where he'll follow them all on Instagram and like without actually following, but he'll go and like search their Instagram account and see what they're doing on Instagram and what they're doing on Twitter because he cares about what what are the people that are following him care about so that he could give them that value. 
Right. That's really his so you, biggest so you, so you try to, you know, obviously he's, you could take his same tactics and right. just apply it to your right. business and right. to what you're trying to achieve. Right. Mm-hmm. And I guess you're doing that with, yes. with your, with your videos and stuff. So what, what do you use for email marketing? What, uh, I'm a huge fan of MailChimp. I just yesterday, so the video just came out, but yesterday on why I love Mail, MailChimp. That was just oh, yeah. yesterday's video because if you, if you're a business that doesn't have $40,000 a year for HubSpot, which is almost Overkill. Uh, uh, arguably a considerably better system than MailChimp all around. They do landing pages and, and forms and everything all in one place and they connect your social media and everything and, and your blog right. posts. So most businesses don't have $40,000 a year to spend on HubSpot or the likes of Epsilon and Silverpop and Exact Target, which are amazing platforms. But we're talking about, you know, spending, I think one of them is Exact Target is like in the $60,000 a year range. Wow. MailChimp for under 2,000 emails is free. Right. And even with 2,000 emails, $10 a month. We're talking about $120 a year in comparison. So you can't make landing pages with it and you can't connect, you can connect it with, with social media, but on a much lower level. But the automation, which is definitely worth the $10 a month to spend on it, is amazing. The analytics would be amazing if you could export it. It's, it's like, I would get like four and a half stars. If only you could export the data from MailChimp, it would be the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but just all around, the design of an email is so much nicer than any other platform on the same level. We're talking about like Constant Contact, Mad Mimi. I just saw one called Nation Builder. There's literally 10,000 different EMSs. Is like, it really? Yeah, at least. 10, I actually was going through a list one time. There's like thousands and thousands wow. of them. And the ones that are on the cheaper level, you can you, you watch the video, it just came out yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I literally went through this. On that level, there is no competition with MailChimp. It's just so much better. The layout is more is like so much nicer. It's so much easier to customize. It, it saves on its own so that if you accidentally refresh your page, which I once did on Constant Contact, and I lost two hours of work. Oh my god! And it was all gone because it didn't autosave, and I didn't think to save it because I had been so used to using MailChimp, which autosaved. And, and the analytics that it gives you in real time and the ability to, to schedule not just according to what time you want to send, but what time the person wants to get the email, which you could do now on MailChimp, and the A- X testing, which means that you could test six versions of your email email newsletter to your subscribers. There's just there's so much that you could do on Mailchimp, and it's so cheap. We're talking about you're going to spend under two hundred dollars a year. Right for for your email newsletter if you're under three thousand so people. What's, what's the best way to collect people's emails? What's uh, so? Is it a giveaway? Is it there is, it? is there is no best. The best is the one that works for your. Your business. Your business. Okay. I'm a huge fan of anyone who sells stuff, who sells products to give a discount away. In fact, if you were to ask me like what book I really like, there's a book that- Which I, I, which I am going <laughs> to. This my favorite book, which I think every single person in the whole world should buy this book and read it before they ever talk to another person again. Yeah. It's called, it's called Priceless, The Myth of Fair Value, where the guy- in 300 and some odd pages tells you how people don't know what value is what they if i were to ask you you know what the price of a cup is you wouldn't be able to tell me it but if i told you this cup's 500 dollars then it would in your mind you would even subconsciously you say wow 500 dollars and then i can offer it to you for five and you're, you're like wow what an amazing deal right because so if you were to create a web a store and your store was 30 percent more expensive than every other store in the entire world Right. Right. Now you can offer a 40% discount and still make money and still walk away with a nice amount of money. And because you're, because if everyone's only making 10%, then they're doing something wrong. So if you're 30% more than everyone else and you're giving a 40% coupon, making you slightly less, in fact, you could be more. You could be 20%, give a 20% off coupon. So you're still 10% more than everyone else and you will sell more products with your coupon. 
because you have a coupon and and that will that will allow you to get people to come back because they're all excited for the next coupon. So I love giving coupons because I also noticed that only one third of people actually use coupons when they purchase. Oh, so, so I will give away a 30% coupon on my product that's 40% more expensive than everyone else and then two-thirds of the people will still spend 40% more than they would have if they would have bought it from Amazon or so a different process. And so that that's like amazing thing. You, you use Facebook ads. Again, the targeting on Facebook ads is just so amazing that you could target the people that were on your website that bought a specific product. You could upsell them on a different product or you could sell them that product again, whatever it is. And you could give them a coupon to ask for their email address. And then when they buy, they'll be giving you their address and their phone number and and their name. Right. So you did you gained money because you're not giving away something for free. You're 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 charging 20% more. You're giving a 15% coupon and then you're still making 5% more than you would have with but the coupon. At, at the same time, you have to prove that the value of what you're giving away is worth that 30% right, more. Right. So, and so that's why you can't need, just charge more and Right. Well, that's if it happens to be that I think that in the where we are right now, the average person that's on my website will not go and check out the price on Amazon. As I create, really? uh, yes, the average person says, if I have, if this person has given me value, meaning if they've watched two videos of mine and read a blog, I also put five blogs a day, five blog posts a week. So I'm posting oh, wow. five, bl- five, yes, <laughs> five blog posts and five vlogs a week. So if someone has read my vlogs, my blogs, and they've watched my videos and I present to them a product, they will not go and see where how much it costs somewhere else. They will just buy it from me because they've seen the value and the perceived value, this book that talks about the perceived value is whatever I tell them. So I could tell them my ebook is $796, but for a limited time only, you can get over $294. Right. And they're like, whoa, 294, I have to get three. <laughs> and right. so that's really you're not if you don't believe your thing is valued that much don't give it a number you know six times more but if you actually think that that's the va- that you provide enough value to ask for them to give you this amount it's really not crazy for them to then go and reciprocate the giving by giving right fantastic this, this has been really great i've learned so much and you've given us a lot of uh things to think about and a lot of great advice let's go to what i call the uh, lightning round mm-hmm. Let's talk about, first of all, what, what would you say is the best advice you ever received? Don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to fail. That's, uh, to me, if, especially in math, like, you know, I have a son who's, who's about uh, he's 16 months right now. So he's just learning to walk. I was so, say he's just learning to do math. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's, he's just, so as he tries to take like two, three steps and falls, we don't say like, man, you failed at walking just now. Right. Right. And if someone, you know, is learning to to ride a bike and they fall three times before they learn how to bike, you don't say, wow, that person failed at at riding a bike. And if I try to do a math problem and I get it wrong and then I learn how to do it, no one says, like, you failed at math because you got the question wrong. Now I know how to do it. So now I could do it. So if if you're not willing to fail in business, you're not willing to spend money to fail in business. You're never going to learn how to do it right. And you'll be holding yourself back because you didn't you weren't you weren't prepared to to try right and and i feel like the fear of failure is probably the greatest cause of people not doing things I agree. That's something I've talked about before in the past, and I couldn't agree more. That if, you want, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you got to learn how to take the leap. You got to, mm-hmm. you know, not let fear of failure, you know, uh, hold you back. So that, that's great advice. What is? I mean, we talked about some online tools already, but what is one of your favorite online tools, and what do you love about it? Facebook Power Editor. It is definitely well, the ad editor. The, so the so there's two sections of Facebook ads ads manager. The part one is is it's just called ad manager. So from there, you you view your current ads. 
and you could see like which which as are getting likes and which are getting comments and now loves and wows and anger and sadness <laughs> and, and all those things right um but you can technically create an ad in ad manager but i would never suggest anyone doing it power editor is where you actually go about at creating the ads in bulk so mm-hmm. so the again Facebook advertising is the greatest ad platform that exists in the world. And the power editor is, they has bugs, the things that they fix that ends up making more problems later. But at the end of the day, like the ability to create, I, I do like 400 ads per ad campaign. Wow. So, so I'm creating 400 ads and it takes me under 45 minutes with the, with the power, power editor, editor because I'm able to. So you just like change the pictures or change, change the picture, word, change the text. Change it, yeah. And then you're able to see right. what's working best mm-hmm. and then tweak mm-hmm. and then. Right. Amazing, amazing. I don't, you know, I think a lot of business owners out there, they just don't have the patience to understand or to learn and, or, or the zits flesh to, to study like the Google Analytics or mm-hmm. analytics of your campaigns and stuff. So I think if you can't, if not only you could do that for your customers, but you're able to explain it in English, right. as they say, right. you know, I think it's a very valuable, uh, what you offer. Mm-hmm. Okay. What have you purchased recently for less than a hundred dollars that has had the greatest impact on your life? What have I purchased for a hundred dollars? Less than a hundred dollars. Less than a hundred dollars. So, so a second book that I bought that I really like is is um called The Upside of Irrationality by Dan Ariely. Okay. So he he writes a lot of books on psychology. So I will tell you that what separates the the salesmen from the marketers are understanding psychology of humans, mm-hmm. which is why I really enjoyed the first book we were talking about, which uh, the Priceless, because it truly breaks down the the mentality of human beings. Right. So this book, I mean, is, how people buy this one actually has nothing to do with buying. This one has to do with it's basically like your mind thinks a specific way and how to manipulate yourself to know that it's really your mind playing tricks on you, so to speak. He talks about in one chapter about procrastination that he says humans in general like to procrastinate. But when asked which they enjoyed better doing it earlier, doing it later, they all had more pleasure when the thing was done earlier, earlier. So funny. he said, why would you want to push off enjoyment for, to later and get less of it? Huh. So, and he also talked why about is that? Why, do we, why do we procrastinate? <laughs> so, so he talked about like into this book is like it's an amazing look at human psychology. In that, if if I were to tell you that you every dollar you make, I will give you another dollar for every dollar you make. So you you would assume the human mind would would say I have double my money, so I should be double as happy. Right. But a person is only nine percent more happy with double the money. Hmm. So you have to get you have to be making like hundred times more money to actually be double as happy. So interesting. And and well, I say are, money is not does not right, happiness. Right. It, yeah. And, and actually, I saw a Tony Robbins um, video where he said that the people who are the happiest are those that give more than they take. Like you know, actual dollars, they give more. They give, they give more. away more money than they. Well, yeah. obviously, they can't give more than they make, but right. they're able to make enough that they could give more. Right, and that's what he said. Those are the happiest people. I think that's the, a Torah concept. Yeah, yeah, I think absolutely. That it's uh, it's mm-hmm. built into our DNA right. that we're we're givers. So I think that tr- if tr- reading books, like, so reading books that talk about human psychology, for even regardless of business, just truly understanding people is what is definitely the greatest thing that like because you know my my background is math, but that really means my background is logic. And it's understanding things. And that's how, as I've said before, I, un- I learned marketing from math. But what I really mean is I learned marketing from logic because I was able to see what types of posts, because it's not just seeing, oh, the number from videos was 400 and the number from articles was, was 33. Therefore, right. I should make more videos. But it wasn't that because I had to look at what types of videos, what types of articles. And it was that is, is understanding what people want and what people click on and what people react to. 
is it, I can't even call it Facebook likes. It's Facebook reactions mm-hmm. to that is truly what what's important, not just in business, but in life. You want to in life be giving value. You want to give value to people. Sure. And make people happy. And this is an, an understanding human psychology is something that puts you like light years ahead of anyone else who's who's just trying things and seeing if it works. Okay. All right, Azriel, thank you so much for thank joining us. Thank you for us. having me. Thank um, you. This has been very, uh, you know, eye-opening and a lot of great stuff here. And I wish you nothing but hatzlacha. Amen. And, uh, you know, I may become one of your clients one of these days. Bezrat Hashem, absolutely. I would love to talk about that. Excellent. <laughs> All right, take care. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the From Entrepreneur Podcast with Nahum Kligman. We hope you learned something valuable and will share this with your friends. For show notes, archives of previous episodes, and more information to help you start and grow your business, please visit our website, www.fromentrepreneur.com. Listen, learn, be Masliach.